0: I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you're just starting out and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by one of my coaching clients, Tara Clemens. She is the owner of Holistic Therapy and Myofascial Release, located in Sandpoint, Idaho. So welcome to the podcast, Tara. Thanks for being here. Thanks
1: for having me. It's such an honor.
0: Ah, that's so great. So I haven't talked to you for months, so you were in my April group coaching, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. April 2022, and you graduated and you've been out on your own, enjoying the journey. So. Maybe you could start by telling us about a little bit about you and your practice and how it was before you came to coaching. Let's start with that.
1: Okay, so I entered into the myofascial realm a few years ago and just started taking started taking courses. And I was working for an outpatient clinic, uh, physical therapy outpatient clinic here in town, and. Uh, under insurance. And I guess what I knew that I wanted to eventually start my own practice. The first MFR session that I went to, I knew that I wanted to start my own practice. It was just a matter of time of getting more comfortable. And what I realized is that it wasn't necessarily about how comfortable I needed to be. It was more about making the move
0: to do Mm, it. Okay.
1: So I started. It was about a year ago when I decided I came home from unwinding an MFR two that I decided that I finally wanted to branch out and just you know get my own space and really take the leap. So I did, and I know I'd mentioned this in the group too that I went in with not a lot of business and marketing skill behind. Mm-hmm what I was doing. So I went in pretty blind and it took a good year before I even got to the point of even just having half of the clients that I have now or less, you know, okay. consistently. Mm-hmm. So I had found out about your coaching practice through a podcast at one of the MFR seminars that I had taken. Mm-hmm. So, I was sitting in the parking lot after one of the seminars and I was just looking up other MFR practices, and somehow your link came up. And so I sat there and listened to three of your podcasts. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> While it was like pouring down rain. And I was just very inspired and just listening to the stories of some of the other clients from your group coaching and what they had experienced in just three months' time. Mm-hmm that i knew that i've gotten to the point where i had gotten already by myself that i was just so eager to see what could happen by adding this addition
0: i love it i love like that you can remember this moment in time before like nothing was wrong with the practice that you were building and nobody has marketing and business skills, like at least no therapist I know just comes out of the womb with those skills. And it's not something we learn in school ever. And we certainly don't learn them at seminars because we're learning techniques, right? Like they can't do it all. And I love that you had this moment of like, I have this, but what's possible if I also add in this, Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. you decided then and there to join coaching or did you wait a while and watch and see what other people were doing or what was the journey from there?
1: So I actually, you online, you have a, it was some sort of like ebook that oh, was yeah. an introduction into what the work is in terms of like changing your prices and mm-hmm. just like the the basics into, I think the whole coaching program, but it really didn't get into depth about, the mind work that I think right, was so right. incredibly helpful.
0: Are you talking about my the MFR Coach's Guide to having your own myofascial release business?
1: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I got that, and then I started listening to all of your podcasts, <laughs> some of them more than once. Mm-hmm. And so I started actually just integrating what I was learning in the podcast into my practice, and I ended up having one of the most successful months that I had had. Love um, it ever. And so that was really inspiring. And after I did that, I was like, okay, well, I could invest. It felt like a lot of money to me at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I remember I actually had called you up for a consultation and I let you know, like, Hey, this is the barrier because you were very mm-hmm. supportive. like, okay, well, you know, what's getting in the way of you signing up. Yeah. And that was the barrier. And it really was not a barrier. It's basically what it came down to was like, okay, well, it's just, let's look at our resources and yeah. let's see what's out there. So I was able to figure it out and I signed up.
0: I love that. You guys got super resourceful. You reached out for help. You know, you're like, this is getting in my way, the price, you know, too, like, this is relevant for you guys in your MFR therapy businesses too, is like, clients will come to us and they'll say, it's the price that's keeping them from coming as often as we suggest or whatever. It's actually, sometimes it might be the price, very little is it ever the price, but it's like actually their thought that they're going to pay all this money and not get the result that they want.
1: Yes. Was there any of
0: that for you in
1: there? There definitely was. Yeah, there was, I think just the not knowing of, you know, cause I, I don't think I, I I wanted to know the results. I wanted to know the outcome the same thing as when my my clients come in and they just want they want that promise. They want that, you know, no doubt that this is going to take away my pain. yeah. And so that was the leap I think I had to take of the risk. And I did it, and I have absolutely no regrets. I mean, it, I love it's, that. Just, it's changed It's changed the whole framework of how I run my business now, and it's a work in progress.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and here's the thing too. It's like you take that leap of faith and you're transformed right then and there, just like your clients are transformed when they agree to come back for multiple sessions and they actually show up and go through those. But like just that agreement, that spark of hope that we give to our patients, it creates a transformation that can't be taken away. Yes. And then it's just like one transformation after another, after another, after another until we get the result that we want. And the same thing happens in coaching. You know, you think you're buying the secrets to the universe that somehow you just don't know what they are, right? And what you actually are buying is the ability to understand that you can figure out anything. You can be willing to feel any feeling. And as long as you're willing to do that, you're going to create the business that you want. And I'm going to hold the belief for you until you believe it just like you do as an mfr therapist.
1: Yes. And I feel that just even hearing those words like that is that's something that you say a lot throughout. Mm-hmm. I think because there's still times it's not that that skepticism ever goes away. You even I think there's moments I remember during our coaching where there was many of us that would come just feeling so discouraged some days. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this process that I think that default of that we all kind of go back into
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of, you know, I'm not good enough or I can't offer, I don't have the skill level or I need to feel more comfortable or all these things you have been telling yourself of the whole reason why in the beginning, I wasn't even, I wasn't opening up my practice. One year and two year and three years go by. And so I think that that was, That was really helpful.
0: Good, good. Yeah. And it's like, there's so many therapists like, hey, out there, if you're listening right now that are like sitting on that fence, waiting to take action to open their practice, but they want the guarantee that it works out. They're not aware that all they're afraid of is to feel disappointment, to feel vulnerable. Like, but they're feeling disappointed and vulnerable already just by avoiding opening up that practice. So it's like, come to group coaching. I'm going to teach you how to expand your capacity for feeling any feeling and for recognizing when these feelings are just like total bullshit and just keeping you from creating what you want. This doesn't do anybody any good for you to sit on your couch and worry about if you're good enough or not to open up your practice,
1: right? And no, And it's just a spiral, you know, as as you teach with the thought work too, is that it's so easy for us to that default mode is our familiar frame. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's our human brain functioning that way. And so it's that familiar mind frame is going to be something that yes, we continuously come back to, but we don't have to. I think realizing through the, the thought work and the thought downloading and really looking at Dissecting our thoughts and how often they show up is that we can change that pattern. We have the choice to change that pattern. And that to me has been the most enlightening thing because it doesn't always just carry over to our work, but it carries over to all of our personal relationships, yeah. everything else that we do.
0: Love it. That's so fun. And it does, like, it lets you stop being a prisoner to the thought and it allows you to start like commanding. Your reality in a in a new way. Like you rewrite the things you want to be thinking. It's not super easy, but it's totally a skill you can develop and perfect. Yeah. So you live in Sandpoint, Idaho. Like, how big is your town? It's the Pacific Northwest. I grew up in Walla Walla, Washington. By the way, yes. Yes. Uh So, like, is Sandpoint a really big town? Like, what's it like there?
1: Um, Sandpoint is it's growing. Mm -hmm. It's a resort town. So it gets, there's a lot of influx of people coming in through the summertime Mm -hmm. for our amazing, beautiful summer. And then we have pretty long drawn out winters um, Mm -hmm. where it gets to be pretty cold and dark. And there, I can't tell you the exact population because it shifts in the summer and winter, but I would say probably around, gosh, like 9,000. Oh, okay. So it's pretty small. It's fairly small. Yeah. But like I said, that might be like more during the winter months. Okay. Which is, you know, a big
0: part of the year and would be something that I think a lot of people would be concerned about opening up a practice and and having the thought like, do I have enough people to support this practice? Was that a concern for you when you were opening up?
1: Yes, it was for me. And there are so many people that would tell me that, Mm. that would share with me how hard it would be to start a practice like mine Mm -hmm. and be successful. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. And I guys. started believing that.
0: <laughs> right. And I was like, it's not a, it's not a problem. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can, you can start it anywhere. And I I truly believe that, that wherever you are, you can start a business and people will travel to see you from all around. So it doesn't really matter the population of the town where your office is located. This is a destination service like how many times do you fly to sedona or like i fly to sedona all the time to get Mm -hmm. mfr treatment right like that's not within walking distance for me (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but we like limit ourselves when we think like oh this is a problem it's just not like everything is possible but nothing is possible if we aren't willing to risk it and put ourselves out there so i love that only nine thousand people in the winter
1: so true yes and in the summer I mean, I have to tell you this past summer, a lot of my clients are, they just come in for the summer and they buy mm. their packages in the summer. And then wherever they go in the winter, I've referred them to other MFR therapists.
0: I love that. So you're really training these people and informing them, educating them on like, let's have this therapy all year round, no matter what you're doing or where life takes you. And this is how we set that up. I'm referring. Yeah. To beautiful, beautiful. Okay, tell us a little bit. So, when you started coaching with me in April of 2022, do you remember like an average for how many clients you were seeing a week or how much money you were
1: making on an average per month? When I first started, I think I had two clients. Okay, back in April. And yeah. And okay. um, I think my income was just under 2000. So, around, gosh, I want to say it was like 1800, around
0: 1800. Okay. Yeah. So you must have been seeing those two clients a lot. Like
1: <laughs> both of them. Yeah, both of them I was seeing yeah, two times a week.
0: Okay, that's yeah. amazing. Good uh-huh. job.
1: Okay, and then so
0: what is it like now? Or what did you build it up to like towards the end of coaching would have been like June, end of June.
1: So by June, I had my goal was to have 16 clients mm-hmm. and I was at fluctuating between 13 Mm -hmm. and 15 clients. Mm -hmm. And I had hit my impossible goal of 9,100.
0: Holy cow. I know. That's a huge jump. Do you ever just like pinch yourself? Like, how did I create this? This is crazy.
1: The whole way. I was like, what the... I kept counting numbers and I was like... Did you
0: ever make that much money full-time as a PT? Never. No. And you were working your arse off? Like...
1: 40 hours. So hard. Yeah. I was just exhausted.
0: Yeah. So between 13 and 15 clients a week, you made over $9,000 before you were even done with coaching. Yes. Would you say that that $3,000 investment, like was a if you knew that that was the outcome, like, would you have ever hesitated in spending the three grand to create that?
1: Oh my gosh. No. You like like tripled your investment before you were even done, right? And the thing is, is like it's been. I'm still having really good months.
0: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just stop. Like it's not a fluke. We all go through that in coaching too, where like people have these crazy months, and then then they like just start spinning out on. They're not gonna be able to do it again. Like they forgot that they did it in the first place, or like how they did it. So that's always super interesting too, and normal part of the process. That's why people come back for coaching or stay in coaching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a fear too, a little bit. You know, I definitely Mm -hmm. felt that fear, like leaving the group. I was like, oh my word, am I going to be able to really carry all of this Mm -hmm. information through? Mm -hmm. You know, I've taken all these notes. We have all these great videos, but there was so much that was so still ingrained. Yeah. But I am coming in for a second session in November.
0: Yeah, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. That's so fun. But tell us more like, what was it like, so you left group, so you were out of group from July until November. Yep. What has it been like? What are your results that you've been able to continue on with?
1: I would say the biggest one that keeps showing up for me is, I mean, really just how it all started was just doing things that really scare me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like continuing just to keep doing those things and building that resilience. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example? Some people
0: would be like, what does that mean? Like, yes. Is she running in the streets naked? <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> well, so one day I just decided because like living in a small community, you know, just going out in like, you know, our downtown area, I mean, people tend to be really friendly and interested and open to just learning about, what other people are offering in the community. So I just went out and just went from business to business and just like started chatting with people and was like, Hey, even though it was a year later, I was like, Hey, I just opened up my business. This is what I'm doing. And it was just great to just get the feedback of other people and their business stories. Mm-hmm. And also too of just like people they knew that were in pain.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how fast you can meet people, tell them you're an MFR therapist and offer to help them or someone they love. And like how organic that becomes when you just, it just becomes part of what you do. Yep, Like you can't help, but mention it to people because it's just part of like, you have become the person that gave yourself permission to do that. And just who you are now.
1: Yes. And That's it's awesome. almost, it's almost like when people, you can't wait for people to ask.
0: That. Yeah. Ask me what I do. Ask me what I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like you get so comfortable just telling people now, whereas before it was like, oh, please don't ask me because I don't even know how to explain this. Yes, yes, we shifted. Okay, great. I'm glad you brought
0: that up because that's definitely something we go over intensely in coaching is like, how do you come up with that? Like, how do you come up with your ability to talk about it? What would you say, like on a scale of one to 10, when you came into coaching, what was your comfort level in talking to people about what it is that you do?
1: Oh, like a two or three, depending okay. on who it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it now? Oh, it's like, I would say, cause there's always room for progress. I always feel like, yeah. but I feel like a nine. Yeah. like, I really get excited. Um, I went to a networking group last week. It was like 25 people. And normally I would be like, oh my gosh, like so nervous. Mm-hmm. What am I going to say? And I was just like, No this is what I'm doing. And I can't wait to share it. And just the enthusiasm and passion has just changed. That's amazing.
0: I love that so much. And this is the thing, like when you show up at a 9 out of 10, and probably most days, 10 out of 10, in the energy of like, I know what I'm talking about. And I am the expert in this room about this subject. Mm -hmm. Like the ripple effect that has for the people receiving your message Versus what is the ripple effect when you're like not confident, like you're two out of 10 and you're just like hiding in the bathroom the entire time, or like you just decide not to go. Do you see how many people miss out based yes. on like the insecurity or like the unwillingness to do it terribly before you start to do it amazing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not a good, it just is just such a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Such a different and it didn't take that long. No. Like we're talking
0: in this span of 90 days, you went from two clients to 13 to 16 clients. Yep. And have you been able to maintain that? Like, what's your business been like since you have been out of coaching?
1: It's actually stayed pretty consistent. I mean, I'm staying between like 12 and 15 clients a week Mm -hmm. and also just kind of filling out where my sweet spot is. You know, I think when you first start something like that, it's like, oh, you know, I really want to go for the top. And just also being okay with, okay, well, this is my sweet spot now, because mm-hmm. I want to do all these other admin things too, that excite me.
0: Yeah. And you want to have a great life outside of your business. Yeah. So I think this is another hangup people can have too when they're And we get really clear on this in coaching is like, exactly what is your fully booked number? And for the people that are wavering, it's like super interesting to watch how long it takes them to become fully booked because they like start with this huge number Uh and, but it's really 10. Yeah. They can't accept that it's 10. Yes. And so it's like never good enough, even when they hit 10 over and over again, because it should be 20 or 30 because they're thinking that in order to deserve the amount of money they're making they have to work really really
1: hard. Did you bump up against that at all? So much. Yeah, I really <laughs> did. I I even remember having check-ins with you where it was like Ooh. I was creating more work for myself. You mm-hmm. know, I was like making it up in my mind that I had to do all these other things, you know, in terms of just like admin work and yeah, that I didn't really need to do that I could actually just enjoy. Enjoy what I'm doing, connecting with my clients, and showing up for them, and educating them, and that that was enough.
0: Yeah, and it was okay to have lots of hours in the week for other things. Mm-hmm. That was okay. It was safe. Yes. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept because we are just like born and bred to basically work ourselves to death in order to feel worthy for what we've scraped together to have just enough of.
1: Mm-hmm. So conditioned that way.
0: Yeah. So now that you have more than enough, like you are bringing in more money than you ever thought possible, like hitting your impossible goal month after month, how has that changed your life? Like, what's different? What can you do now that you couldn't do before? What are you enjoying now that you didn't enjoy before?
1: Well, I'm signing up for another round of coaching, which I'm doing that like without even thinking
0: about it. I love that. Like, you were like, no problem, coaching, yes.
1: Yeah. Like it's just, it's like, I consider it like a self-care thing now in a sense for my business. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, just like being able to spend time with my family and friends, you know, this past summer and, you know, to take a day off and Mm -hmm. to feel grounded in my decision instead of making all these excuses of, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I still have those, my default pattern of being like, you know, I should be doing more. Like I just, made like $3,000 this week. Why am I just sitting here so calm and feeling so good? You <laughs> yeah, know? this should feel terrible. Yeah. And it's like, it's not. Well, every, you know, and still for the fact that, you know, our culture, you know, there's so many people around me, friends and family that are living that way. And so it's almost like this, oh, well, I should be too. And it's like, no. Yeah. It's okay to feel good. Yeah. I love that it, and it is, and it's also
0: okay for it to take a little bit of time for you to acclimate to like a new normal of having enough, having more than enough, having it feel easy and also having days where you're like, I hate everything about this, right. <laughs> and not making it mean that anything has gone wrong. It's just like, Nope, this is just a day. It's not evidence for anything else. It's just mm-hmm. everything is fine. So funny. Yeah. What else would you like to share with us? What other like win have you had that maybe you weren't expecting or result you've gotten that's been like a side effect from your experience with coaching or your business?
1: I would say that I think the biggest thing really is like what I've noticed that keeps showing up is when we we had talked a lot about finding our best fit client. Mm -hmm. And... I think that that was something that I really did not have very clearly defined when I first started. And I was sort of all over the board and didn't have a clear idea of what I was really looking for. It was more like people coming to me and asking about my services and what I had to offer and just kind of like taking anything and everything I could get (laughs) versus this like really questioning and being curious about what is who do I hope to walk through the door? Who do I want to help? I liked how you're going
0: with that though. Like the idea that you get control over who comes in and and you because of your curiosity, you can decide to offer more MFR or not based on like the interaction you're having. Like what's going to be in the best interest of the client and then the best interest of your practice that affects the other patients in your practice.
1: Okay, so I would say that one of the biggest things that has shown up is me redefining who my best fit client is, that I really know I did not have a clear picture of who that was. And so now as I'm working with clients and say, you know, it's their their first in initial session and they and they walk through my door, that there's red flags in terms of, you know, the questions that they're asking me, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of time commitment, in terms of financial commitment, and me asking them, what are their goals? What outcome do they have any out? Do they have any goals in terms of you know what they want to see, mm-hmm. and do they want to see it in you know say a month, three months, six months? What are their time expectations? And a lot of times, I find that my best fit line comes in and is typically like open in the beginning of like, hey, I don't know how long this is going to take and I'm willing to make the financial commitment and I'm willing to invest in a package and really investing in the time and the financial piece of it and doing the work, knowing that maybe we don't have all the answers in the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's so good and so brilliant. It's like you have this calmness to you where like, it doesn't matter who comes in, you want them to win, you want them to have an awesome outcome and you're willing to ask, curious questions that might actually even like feel uncomfortable to you at the time, but that help redirect the client's brain into like, why are they there Mm -hmm. and get really clear? And if they can't get clear on it, yeah, it's probably not a good fit. Yeah. And that's okay. Like you're not dependent on them saying yes to you for like your self-esteem.
1: Exactly. And that's where I think prior to that, it was like me chasing them down, you know, and calling them and, (laughs) you know, like just... Trying to convince them, spending so much time and energy doing that, where it was like, well, if they don't actually want this, it's not going to be a benefit to them. You know, right. they're they're not in they're not in one hundred percent belief of it. Versus initially coming in and just saying, you know, they've hit their point where they're like, I'm ready, I'm ready yeah. to do this. And granted, there's times throughout, you know, say they hit like their sixth session or whatever down the road where they're like, ah, you know, I'm really, I'm not sure you know, mm-hmm. about, this. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is helping. And so then that's where I come in, just like you have for us. And we hold that belief for them. We consistently hold that belief and we walk, guide them and walk them through it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that usually it's those points with my clients is their breaking point of like when that next session or two, when they really feel the results.
0: Yeah. Uh, That just gives me goosebumps because like if every therapist can get to this point in their comfort level with clients and they're willing to hold them at that boundary, at that barrier of what's coming next, like you're holding the barrier of belief for them before they can have it themselves or when they go in and out, Mm -hmm. it allows for that next session to get scheduled. It allows for that next package to be purchased and it allows for what's possible when they like just keep. Yes. Going. It just gives me so many goosebumps. And it's the same for people in my coaching container. Like, I'm just like rooting for everybody because I know the outcome. Like, I know the end of the story is you can totally have a six figure business, but that can take you five years or 10. Like, it could take you your entire career, Mm -hmm. or you could have it in one to two years if you're willing to keep going and not go in and out of like, belief that you can can do it. So it's like the same thing. Like my coaching is MFR, MFR is good. Like it's all the same.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And your and the way you structure your coaching was like there was some aha moments throughout the coaching that I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Just the way <laughs> there it was so aligned, you know, where it's like you go in and you want these outcomes, but it's like, no there's, it's a very nonlinear process that's going on, but mm-hmm. there's deeper work that's happening and really pulling away the layers of, you know, your self-worth and how just the beliefs and thoughts that you have about yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and you can really shift those. Yeah. And it shows like, it just shows you just yeah. keep showing up. You keep showing up just like your clients keep showing we just up. keep, keep going. Yeah. Because Our brains are just
0: running on autopilot, and a lot of the time they have it wrong. It's just like the thoughts that are coming out of us are wrong, but we're not in in a position to check our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, having someone else like when I'm coaching you, like I'm not even using my brain to coach you, I'm just like using what your brain is giving me Mm -hmm. to show you what's going on. So then you can be like, Oh, yeah, I don't actually want that, or I do want that. And how do I create more? So It's just like fascinating, fascinating to me, like how interconnected this thought work is. And I think some people are resistant to it because we're myofascial release therapists. We're like really gung-ho on myofascial release. And it's like, we don't want to separate ourselves at all from the principles of that in order to like think in a different way or to like think that our thoughts are separate from body processing. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit resistant in the beginning when I learned Thought work, I don't know if that ever came up for you, but you can't separate your brain from your body. Like we are all one piece. And when you have a part of you that's being mean to yourself all day long or like giving you non-factual information all the time and that's like how you're making all your decisions, yeah, you're not
1: gonna feel good.
0: You're not gonna do the things you wanna do as fast as you could do them. You still no. might get to the same outcome, but it's not gonna be as fun of a journey.
1: No, No, and it's not aligned, you know, it's not properly aligned to get the outcome that you want. Mm -hmm. And I think just really looking at the thoughts and feelings that we have about ourselves is like, well, no wonder why my outcome's this, Mm -hmm. you know? And the thing that I really noticed too is, so afterward, as this thought work continued to progress and is that, you know, I was so primed at the end of those three months that it just continued. Like it was just the flow of just like all these positive things popping up and all the things that were just aligned with like those, the enthusiasm and the passion that was coming behind it was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. like this is what it's like. And I, and I remember though, there was a point where I was like, ah, a little bit scared about what could happen. The amazing things that were possible. Yeah. And I think the dad was like, holy moly.
0: Yeah, those are scary too. It's like, it's scary to get what you want or to like but really get into belief that you can have what you want and you start to have it. It's almost as scary as like not having it. Yeah. It's an interesting phenomenon, non phenomenon that happens. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So the other cool thing I want to point out is like, this is really fun. You're going to repeat coaching I mean, it'll be totally different, even if a lot of the information is is the same, but like, how exciting is it for you to opt into this next round of coaching from where your brain is right now from like, Oh, this is a no brainer. Like, of course I want to do this versus like, maybe when you joined before it was scary and you didn't know if you needed it or not. Yeah. And you didn't know what you didn't know. Like, it's totally like. It's so fun to like, like, I wonder what's possible for you doing that. Like, I mean, I know it's possible. Yeah. It's it's going to be wild.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's crossed my mind, but I think that that's, it's almost like with myofascial release, like getting sessions, you know, every couple of weeks now, Mm because that's inspired me too, is like, you know, I can't go and ask people to do this very thing unless I'm not willing to do it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the excitement of it really is like, we get to, we show up after every session, after every coaching, you know, one hour coaching session, it's like, we show up different to the next Mm -hmm. and who knows what's going to come of it. And I like living that way more now.
0: That's awesome. I love that.
1: That's so good. I'm so excited
0: for this next round. We have a lot of- We'll have a good mix of new people. Like there's only 17 spots left and the cart hasn't even opened. And I'm going like when this airs though, we'll know what the results are. I'm going for 30 people in this group. Okay. So there's only 17 left. The cart hasn't opened yet. There are people that have committed to coaching for a year now that have like said they're coming and they're going to like coach round after round after round, which I find fascinating. And that's like, kind of how I've set this up is to be something that people can do over and over and over again and come and go as they want to, you know, depending on what's going on in their businesses and their life, but at the time of year, whatever. Yeah. But it's super fun. Like this last round that I just did was all new people, four people had coached with me before everybody else was new. So 15 totally brand new people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, where did all these people come from? It's the same, like when you guys are growing your MFR business, it's like, I transformed into a different level of belief that like, I didn't have to have people repeat in order for it to mean that the group coaching was working and opened the door to all those new people. And now it's like, there's more demand for it than ever before and more, and people are getting results sooner sooner and deeper like it's just like blowing all of our minds and it is it's just gonna continue to be like that. But yeah. yeah, it's just super fun. I don't know where I was going with that or if that even makes sense. But I'm just like super pumped up about everything that's possible is. And that's gonna be happening for well, this I last think it's part of the exciting
1: too because you just got back from some sort of mastermind coaching, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was really inspiring for me too, because I was like I can't wait to just like you know, learn, and obviously you're going to integrate that yeah. into what we're doing. Cause that's what, mm-hmm. you, that's what you do. So I'm just, I was super excited and pumped about just. Yeah. I'm so pumped too, because it's like,
0: I'm just getting started. Like yes. if people think that coaching earlier this year was good or that it's good right now, like I am just getting started. I had like the best feedback from someone who is really going way back and like watching all like the old coaching videos And they were like, you have changed. Like you are not anywhere near where you were before. And I'm like, thank God. And also (laughs) like, it's so fun to like watch the progression. And truly I am just getting started. And like, I keep putting myself in bigger rooms with people that are much more successful than me that know more about business than I have ever dreamed of knowing. And like, I learned that knowledge, like anything I do in my business, you guys can do in your MFR business. And I really have that thought of, I will go first. Like I will be immensely uncomfortable and ripped apart first. And then I will ask you to do it. (laughs) I'm going to let you know that I survived it. So you can do it too.
1: Totally. And that vulnerability, I think that you share has been so key too, for all of us, knowing that even on days when you don't want to show up, you know, and you're just like, ah, You're just having those thoughts that come up because they're they're there, but knowing that like, Oh, okay. These are normal and that's fine. I've had these thoughts before and you know what you just, you keep going and you keep doing things. Like I said, in the beginning, just keep doing things that like make me want to barf. And Mm -hmm. I just add another bead to my barf jar.
0: Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. The barf jar. I haven't (sighs) even talked about the barf jar so much with this last group, which is super fun. It's like super funny. Like what, like what comes in and comes out, but. Uh huh. In that mastermind that I'm in, someone came up with the idea of gag and go. She's like, sometimes you just have to gag and go. And I'm like, that is so true.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> sometimes I think like yesterday, I was like, okay, I have a barf, a gag and go, mm-hmm. like every day this week. And I'm like, okay, when do I get a break? When do I get a break? And I'm like, okay, this is almost becoming like a lifestyle now.
0: Yeah, like you're just willing to feel that sensation that comes up before you do the big thing so what have been some of the results of being willing to gag and go so much this week
1: actually the outcome is like it's what I anticipate sometimes is like never as bad or Mm -hmm. as like my mind makes it out to be it's Mm -hmm. actually the opposite
0: Mm. yeah and here it is like six months ago you couldn't imagine being on the podcast right and like now you're on the podcast I know like, that's so cool. Like oh, yeah. you are being inspired by other people and now you are the person inspiring people. Oh
1: my gosh. I wish I could have told myself that in the car when I was listening to all those podcasts, like you are going to be on here someday.
0: Yeah. Like, don't worry. Everything <laughs> turns out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always want to tell people like that when they're come for coaching and they're like having a meltdown and they're just like, everything is terrible. And I just want to be like, a week from now, everything works out. So don't worry. Like we know the end of the story. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Like that little hobbit that comes out of the tree. Like, no, keep going. It'll be okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your story. I love it. I've had so many goosebumps. It's been fun to kind of go down memory lane with you. I'm super excited that you're coming back for group coaching. You're going to be a huge asset to the group. I'm so excited for everybody else. Just getting to have you be in the group. So fun. Thank you. I'm so excited. So people can find you on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on social media? Okay. Yep. Is it just
1: at NTouch? Oh, you say it. NTouch Holistic Therapy and Myofascial Release. Okay.
0: Yep. All right, awesome. And then they can also find you online at ntouchholistictherapy.com. And that's ntouch with like an E N T O U C H.
1: Yep, you got it.
0: Okay, awesome. So, you guys go if you're in the Sandpoint, Idaho area or anywhere within an hour's drive or more of there, go and get some therapy with Tara. She's an awesome therapist and overall yes. great person. So, all right. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under-earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list. Follow me on social media at the MFR Coach and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks
1: for listening, and I'll see you next week.